Today on Mike's Notes, we'll talk about mental scripts, what they are, how we follow them, and how they can be dangerous. On today's episode of Mike's Notes, we're going to talk about mental scripts. But before we get into that, one programming note, this will be the final episode of this season of Mike's Notes. I've got something else planned and coming up, but for now, this will be the final episode. There might be a one or two week break in the podcast, and then we'll get back into it with season two. Now, about scripts. Scripts, as we're going to think about them for this episode, is all about the default option or um, the way we do something without thinking about it. And These exist uh, with a variety of terms. In Thinking Fast and Slow, Daniel Kahneman talks about System 1 and System 2, where System 1 is just the automatic thing we go through, where we do things, but we don't give conscious thought to them. And that's the area that scripts live in. And they can be small or they can be large. I got the idea for this podcast after listening to Oren Hoffman on the Product Hunt podcast, and Hoffman was talking about how going to college is often an automatic script, where if you get good enough grades in high school, uh, if you want a good enough job, and if you have just enough money, you should go to college. And that was the case for me. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after high school, but I knew that if I wanted a job and that I I had the access to college, that I should go to college. And that's ultimately what I did. I'm not disappointed in that choice, and I wouldn't go back and necessarily change it, but that was a script that I followed without giving much thought to. And sometimes scripts are really small, like going to college, even though that's an automatic script for some people, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Same thing with um, if you compliment someone on a new haircut. You may not think that their haircut is all that good, but just because that's sort of a polite script that you follow, as part of being a compassionate and caring and empathetic human, that's okay too. What we're going to talk about today are the scripts that are a little more dangerous, the scripts that are insidious. So let's meet our three characters. First, Barbara Corcoran, shark on the TV show Shark Tank and successful real estate investor. Felicia Day, star of many online web series, funny person, show writer. And Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of VaynerMedia and Social Media Machine. Each of these three people talks about how they didn't let the negative scripts, and they tell other people how not to let their negative scripts affect who they are. Corcoran recalls meeting with Donald Trump, and she was going to give him some bad news. It was that his apartments weren't as valuable as he thought, and Corcoran figured this out by dividing the purchase price of the apartment by the number of rooms in the apartment. And she tells James Altucher in her conversation that this was totally new. It used to be where apartments were evaluated strictly on price rather than price per room or what is common today, price per square foot. So she goes to Trump and she's going to tell him that he didn't get as good of a deal as he thought. And Trump starts to disagree. I can only imagine how Donald Trump was starting to disagree with her, but I can imagine it wasn't in such a cordial nature. And 
Corcoran recalls having doubts about herself and, and wondering if maybe she did something wrong or maybe if she was wrong or maybe she shouldn't have done this. And then she realized that these negative thoughts were inhibiting her. They were stopping her. She was right. She needed to, to, um, to tell Trump that. And she tells Altucher, quote, the tape kicks in and I go, oh yeah, you're not any smarter than me. Then boom, I'm in my feet and I'm over it, end quote. And Corcoran says it took years for her to develop this mental tape, this, this internal script, so that she could, quote, get out of her head and back in her feet, end quote. She knew her numbers. She knew she was right. But she had a self-doubt. She had this mental script that was a hurdle to keep her from pursuing the truth that she knew was out there. And it took her many years to figure this out, to get a mental tape. But when she did... Corcoran says that she can pull that out anytime. Anytime she's feeling doubt or questioning her decisions, she plays this mental tape, almost like you, know, you would turn on a song or something, and it refocuses her on what she's doing. Our second character, Felicia Day, uh, had the same experience. She writes in her book, You're Never Weird on the Internet, almost, quote, never put yourself down about things that you create. That mean voice inside you that says, you're not good enough, is not your friend, okay? I used to hear that voice all the time. If I hadn't started ignoring it, I wouldn't be here right now. Okay? End quote. So day two has faced the voice, the, the internal script, the internal tape. And day started to ignore it. And then she started to create things that she believed in. And these weren't necessarily good things. Her breakout success, the thing that day might be most known for, is creating a web series based on online uh, online multiplayer game players meeting in real life. And she wrote it herself and with other people. And she filmed it in her house and in her garage. And she had to beg people for supplies or to help or for lights or things like that. And so none of those things were the huge successes that we think of someone who has made it in Hollywood. But that was what Day wanted to make. And only after she got over her her negative scripts in her head, was she able to move forward and start to make crappy things? On the day I'm recording this, Seth Godin released a blog post that talks about this. And in that post, Godin writes that before Vincent Van Gogh was Van Gogh, he painted pictures of streets in Ramsgate, a village in the UK. So Van Gogh, before he started, was just painting generic landscapes. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't uh, like the work that he would ultimately be known for, but he had to go ahead and do these things. He had to put in the time making things that um, maybe necessarily weren't very good, but he needed those experiences. Ira Glass, host of the This American Life podcast, probably the most successful podcast today and the most successful podcast ever, he says that it's really hard when you start because when you start out, your work is going to be crap compared to the people you admire, but you have to keep doing it. And if you don't get over the little voice, you can't do the crap work that will ultimately lead to the good work. Our third character is Gary Vaynerchuk, and he says, quote, the number one thing that holds people back is self-esteem. They don't think they're good enough, thus they can't take the first step, end quote. So Vaynerchuk, too, talks about the internal scripts, that mean voice inside you, and that you can't listen to it. Austin Kleon adds to this saying, quote, the worst troll is the one that lives in your head, end quote. Vaynerchuk got over his internal tape, 
with the help of his mom. He says that his mom was always telling him how great he was and how wonderful he was. And this helped him believe it. So even if he failed, he believed that he was great. And then he complemented this with a hustle where even if he failed and he wasn't great, he believed that he could work at it and get better at it. And Vaynerchuk now seems like quite the successful online person. But you look at some of his early work, and it really isn't of the same quality. He's not some brilliant marketer that has always intrinsically known these things. But it's really taken a lot of time. And Vaynerchuk admits to much of this in his new book, Hashtag Ask Gary V. And he's another good example of someone who didn't let the internal scripts stop him. As I first wrote this outline and recorded this podcast, I thought, this kind of sounds a little self-helpy. And it is, but it's also true. Uh, There's no program to buy here. Uh, There's nothing that I'm trying to sell in this self-help. It's just telling these stories about people who had to get over that negative voice in their head, had to get over that insidious tape, had to stop hearing no internally, and had to start hearing it externally. Because you will. There will be plenty of people who tell you that your work is crap, and that's fine. That means that you're doing something that you can ultimately get better at. Remember that a lot of people go through this process of, one, conquering their negative internal monologue, two, failing a lot, three, persevering, four, succeeding. Remember that Facebook built a phone, a hardware device phone that failed before they built apps that are on almost every phone. Amazon built a phone that failed before they built the Echo, which is becoming really popular right now. Apple's first phone was a failure too. They built the Motorola Rocker that Steve Jobs premiered on stage just like he ultimately did with the iPhones. But that phone was one that didn't take off, that people didn't seem to want. So this process of failure is ubiquitous to everyone. But you have to first get over your mental hurdles, those scripts that are in your head, before you can get to that stage of failure, which may ultimately lead to the stage of success. Thanks for listening to this episode and this entire series of Mike's Notes. If you want to catch up, they're all they're all available they're all available all available slash Mike's Notes. You can also search for me on Twitter and read my blog at thewaiterspad.com. Season two of Mike's Notes is going to talk about mental models and the different mental models I've discovered in my research and readings and how I apply those models to the world. It will be a different feed than this podcast has been, but you should be able to follow it if you follow me on Twitter or the blog, thewaiterspad.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.